This is Unsolved, true crime in Western New York, where we dive deep into cold cases and unsolved crime in the Western New York region. I'm Leanne Stock. And I'm Amanda Berg. As you know, on this podcast, we feature different unsolved crimes that happen in our community every week. But this week, we want to talk about the work that one organization in the city of Buffalo is doing to prevent crimes from happening. There are so many different groups that work to curb and deter violence, and one of those is a program under Back to Basics Outreach Ministries called the Buffalo Peacemakers. Their official title is the Buffalo Peacemakers Youth Violence and Gang Intervention Program, and they work with multiple different community groups, such as Buffalo United Front, Buffalo Fathers, and the Stop the Violence Coalition. They're working to build relationships, to gather information, and mediate conflicts to help prevent future violence. And if you've ever been out in the community or at a community event in Buffalo, you may have seen their volunteers around. You'll notice that they have prominent black and yellow shirts and hats that are really hard to miss. In this minisode, Leanne talks with the church's pastor, James Giles, who takes the lead with this effort with the peacemakers. He told us about an array of different topics, from the increase in shootings we're seeing here in Buffalo, and also some insight as to why that might be happening. They also encourage people to share information they have with police to get the cases solved, which is a big part of what we do with our podcast. Yeah, Amanda, I actually went back to our previous reporting to talk about the number of homicides that we've seen in the city of Buffalo. And the latest numbers that I could find was that as of June of this year, 2021, we had 47 homicides. And in a typical year, an entire year, the city of Buffalo usually sees 50. So while that may not be a mo- well, that may not be the most up-to-date data, given that we're recording this in September, but it really paints a picture as to where we were at the start of summer here in Buffalo. Leanne, I feel like this summer, as part of our day-to-day jobs, we've seen so many shootings happening in the city of Buffalo. Like, even back the 4th of July a few months ago, there were several shootings that happened within a very short period, including a three-year-old child who was shot and killed. If you're out in the community, you'll probably see Pastor Giles and the Peacemakers at different places like a football game or a vigil, but let's let him talk about it. So we have Pastor James Giles with us today um, with the Buffalo Peacemakers to talk a little bit about what the Buffalo Peacemakers do within the city of Buffalo. So primarily the Peacemakers, we're somebody that responds to spaces and places as well as people that are experiencing violence. So we're out there trying to deter violence. Anytime uh, a gathering comes forth, you know, with a potential for one person harming another, we're there. We want to be there, you know, when such occurrences can happen. When we're there thick enough, a lot of times we deter that from happening. We're back doing safe passages with school to make sure that our children are exiting safely. Uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people in terms of the community, we have about 18 young gangs that are in, in our public school system. And right, and so they're not real gangs, you know, they're just community groups, uh, street groups, kind of repping, repping a name. And uh, but yet they have odds with each other. They had uh, you got schools with odds at each other, and so sometimes when they are crossing each other's path, there are fight erupts, you know. And so we make sure that we're at those safe passages. Children are allowed 
to exit and get on their next conveyance so they can make it home safely. We want to make sure that they do that. We respond to shootings, shootings that go place. We're in the neighborhood talking to individuals about what happened, you know, who are the players uh, and uh, what, what needs to happen. Is there going to be a follow-up? Is there going to be some retaliation? So we're in there. We're talking to the individuals. Sometimes we're talking to people that pull the trigger. We're talking to people that were victims right? Or their family member were victims or, or their cousins were victims or their gang member was victim. And we know that that's going to be trouble. So we're in there talking to those individuals to make sure, see, what do we need to do to try to bring this to a peace, right? So there's no more bloodshed. We counsel. Uh, I have a counseling program. We also in, encourage pulling individuals out of that gang, you know, which a lot of people don't know. We're working with individuals that would be around his shooting, but we're putting them into new venues, changing the norms, changing their behaviors, getting them involved, getting them back to school, getting them in uh, training programs, getting them jobs, you know, where they now can take care of families. You know, I got guys, you know, around carrying guns, got little shorties that they trying to raise. They out here hustling because they're trying to raise. No, we don't want, want to get you legitimate. You know, so you don't have to do that, you know, and we are educating them that we provide mentors. We work with the criminal courts, the judicial court, the judicial systems. You know, sometimes the judges just don't want to lock up people, but they want to know there's some accountability that's in the community that will report back, that will work with this young man or work with this young lady. So, so we're there doing all of that, you know, as it relates to crying in the community, particularly, particularly around violence. We Talk to me about what we are seeing in the city of Buffalo right now in terms of crime, in terms of shootings. So uh, so what's happening in, in, in Buffalo and urban communities actually around the nation, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand, but uh, the virus had a huge impact on the uptick of violence in the community. First of all, economically, it put people in a position that either they couldn't go to work, they couldn't go in those spaces, but but also uh, the missing people, and I do a lot of counseling in the program. I counsel people in the community, I counsel them free. You know, there's no charge, so they're all, my door is always open to them. But the other impact it had, uh, Corona itself had on a community in the average community is that the places, where they had chances to release negative energy. The clubs were closed. The recreational centers were closed. The sports centers were closed. All those activities for that type of uh, engagement where they could kind of release that energy had a profound effect on the mentality and the psychos, the, the, the psyche of people. You know, they got a more tense. They were more anxious. People were into conflicts now, and they will hurry up and quickly want to resolve that stuff with a gun. They 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 wanted to fight little small skirmishes, return into turn into major fights. All this stuff was going on. It amped up domestic violence was going up off the charts. People, what we call associative violence, was happening more readily than than what we had been used to. And associate violence is about violence with people that you know. These are not people, these are people that you're in association with and it just goes bad. 
that day because you were in an argument. We had that, those numbers went up. This was the effect of Corona having on those individuals because they weren't able to go to those places where they normally can go and have a few drinks and kind of laugh at all, or go in, in to the gym and kind of burn off all that excess energy. People were walking around far more intense. So that, that's the effect. So that's been going on. Uh, law enforcement was put at a standstill. They could no longer engage the community like they were trying to do uh, pre pre uh, virus. Uh, they were, you know, the community police officers. They were ramping up programs and in engagement programs to engage with youth uh, in the community. They were setting up things that was going well in 2019, 2018. You saw the numbers reflected. They were down, and and so now they couldn't do that. So everybody kind of running on his own and resulted. And then what was happening also simultaneous to that is that uh, economics got bad. Everybody didn't benefit from the outpouring of government funds and government agencies. Money got a little scarce, you know, and people got a little more serious about what's going on with the money, even if it was drug money. You know, we had people, you know, shooting people because the people were messing up drug money. So all those kind of things got into play, and it was was the in my mind the direct impact of Corona. And just wrapping up our conversation here, if somebody is listening to this and, and wants to help your organization be part of what you guys do, um, is there any information that you can share with us for them to connect with you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, back to basics outreach ministry seven one six eight five four ten eighty six. Anybody want to volunteer and become this? A lot of stuff that we do is a deterrent, a preventive measures. You know, we engage a lot in that part of it. But we also, on the flip side, we engage in rehabilitating, bringing people up out of the game, bringing it and putting them into more positive streams and more positive pathways. So we need help. We need mentors. You know, we need young people that able to speak into the life of other young people because they know what it means to be responsible. They know what it means to have some civic pride and be, be responsible for what's going on in the community. They wanna help, they need the avenue to do that. They can do that through Back to Basics Outreach Ministries at 854-1086. And I will connect them with any organization, Mad Dads of Greater Buffalo, through Pastor Kenny Simmons, Stop the Violence Coalition, through uh, Minister Murray Holman, uh, uh, the fathers, uh, uh, brother Lenny Lane, Deacon L Lenny Lane, uh, you, or Snug, uh, Daryl Scott yeah, from Snug, you know, all, all those individuals, all of us are, you know, want to do something. And you may have girls that want to just work with girls. Uh, Marilyn Gibson from Women Against Violence Everywhere. The, you know, there are programs, there are agencies. We all need help. We all have a at some stake in this of safety in the community. And, and listen, and we can never have enough of it. And so we encourage you to join us, right? And if it's something that we're not doing, but join us and show us how to do it. Pastor Dallas, thank you so much for joining us to talk about all of the work that you do in Buffalo. We are all really appreciative of everything you do to keep our community safe. So thank you. Thank you so welcome, Leanne. Thank you so much for joining us for this mini-sode today. In the meantime, feel free to follow us on Twitter. You can find me, I'm at Leanne Stock. 
And I'm at Amanda underscore Berg 16. Thanks again for joining us. And like Leanne said, follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. If you are part of a group or you know of a group who might like to talk to us about their efforts, definitely reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, we'll see you next time for another episode of Unsolved True Crime in Western New York.